0: like to propose a toast to charlie for being my lucky charm women call him you're that charlie or charlie good luck chuck whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. you're a
1: lucky charm you have sex with someone and then they find their true love isn't that how it works
0: has everybody lost their
2: minds that's ridiculous i guess you are a lucky charm Do you want to have sex before or after dinner? Actually, I have dinner plans. Buddy, you got the ticket to the big show!
0: You have 108 messages. Yeah, Yeah, I don't do that with men. This is Molly, Jenny, Jenny, Danielle, Stacy. This is Bob. Just hear me out. But now... I'm Cam. I'm Charlie. I... Sorry. Sorry.
1: Yeah up about this charm. it's quite a scam
0: you got going no it's not me
1: people will believe whatever they want to believe
0: what seems like a blessing cam's the one man
1: what makes you think i'll be kissing you
0: huh oh. <laughs> all right oh. feels like a curse if you sleep with her she's gonna marry the next guy she dates hey that's not true I started calling all your exes they're married it's real oh, i really hate you i gotta go you look great. I had a good time. I gotta go. To get the girl of his dreams, Chuck will do anything. I've got to put the curse to the test. With anyone. Eleanor Skeppel. This chick ain't never getting married. I actually thought that maybe we could get physical.
1: I'm gonna ride you till you die.
0: This summer, ah! true love. Now? Not now. Where do I get the. This- ah! never been so hard come over i want to i just don't think that we should does your phone receive pictures dane cook jessica alba good luck chuck what's sex without love sex
2: Welcome to They Call This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call Us A Movie. We are part of the Main Daming Network. And to find more from us, check out the website at or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamian. We are also a now proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at gbnation.com. Welcome back to They Call Us A Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen.
0: Hey, how's it going? Before we get started, I got a hot stock tip for you. GameStop
2: it now <laughs> when it goes to the moon between now and <laughs> thursday you, know, you guys will know that
1: that still has my favorite the the best meme to come out of that was the the daddy musk <laughs> i don't know why man but just the just those two words
2: put together are just so disturbing and hilarious <laughs> yeah we don't need to get into the whole elon yeah. musk cult but yeah. <laughs> this week Before we get into this week's movie, gentlemen, what are you watching?
1: I actually had a question. I I watched a ton of movies, and I don't remember any of them. Um, I had a question for you guys, because of who the, the main character in our movie that we watched this week was abysmal. If you had to do a Mount Rushmore of just bad actors... Who do you put up there? I I know I'm kind of springing it on you guys. Okay. But if if you had to, if maybe we could all come together to create our own Mount Rushmore of the, horrible actors. Right.
2: Not ones that we enjoy watching. But exactly. Just, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Terrible not, actor. Not like Malibu, who okay. yes, he's a bad ac- actor, but we enjoy seeing him.
2: And is this spurred on by Dane Cook or Jessica Alba? Dane Cook. Dane Cook. Okay. Because Alba has shown glimpses of being a good actor mm-hmm. depending on what shirt she's wearing
1: no 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 <laughs> don't, don't go putting words in my mouth all right <laughs> uh, this is she has done some decent work here and there but it's okay. again few and far between but still she's better than dame cook sure i will give you that
0: okay, mark so you got any you, uh so obviously gerard butler <laughs> no, <I'm> just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh you bastard
0: no, um, I think, oh, I, I wonder if it, see, the whole throwing it in there to have to actually be bad. For some reason, the first name that came to my head was Hayden Christensen. Okay. That's not a bad pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there's a whole bunch that ran in my head when it was like people we enjoy. Mm. You know, I was like, how do I whittle this down? But thinking about who I don't enjoy, and maybe it's just the last taste in my mouth of Hayden Christensen was the uh, movie. Yep, I'm going to leave that in there. <laughs> and I saw those eyes move. <laughs> was uh um uh, the movie with nick cage
2: outcast outcast yeah
0: you know so i haven't seen him um i remember him being the worst part of jumper um <laughs> oh,
2: yeah that movie
0: yeah um so yeah i think he's a good starting off point
2: yeah mm. i don't know there's obvious ones like carrot top but he was in one movie um chairman <laughs> of the board Carrot top chairman on the board. It's on Amazon Prime, guys. Yeah. Don't be don't worry. <laughs> I'm well aware of chairman. I just Carrot remember the Norm
0: chairman. McDonald Conan O'Brien thing. <laughs> um
2: what about you, Dan? What I'm trying to think right now. Are you gonna uh, say
1: are you gonna say Dan Cook? No, no, no. I actually have a pretty good one. I and you guys will know. Uh Jai Courtney.
2: Oh yes, yeah. you hate Jai Courtney. Jai
1: Courtney. Uh Jai Courtney is the ooh, who I don't think he's Abe Lincoln. I wouldn't give him Ape Lincoln status. Oh, uh, is he Jefferson? Yeah, I think I got to put him there because he's not badass enough to be uh, Teddy.
2: Okay. <laughs> but Jefferson was just kind of, he was there. He was cool. I forgot i forgot we were doing uh, Mount Rushmore and I was like, where is he going with this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <He's>
0: not, yeah <laughs> that, that's, that's the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> that, that's what I'm connecting it to. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, he, he would be my pick
0: yeah i'm trying to think of some bad actresses Ooh, yeah absolutely let's yeah, not be sexist put them, definitely yeah. put them up there uh, i mean that did multiple movies yeah I mean, not like a, a model that did one movie you know yeah,
2: yeah. <sighs> i'm gonna like i've never been a big fan of bill pullman really interesting yeah, yeah. okay like between the bills paxton far superior yeah that's true. Well, you true. know who I'm gonna pick? I'm gonna pick Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> that's a good one. yeah, that's a good there, one. there's he... just there's one line reading from the usual suspects that like cuts through me like a knife. Um it's when they find um Benicio del Toro's body and on the beach. Mm-hmm. and then he's like really emotional about it and then he's like we gotta bury him and i think it's like gabriel byrne who's like well how the fuck are we gonna do that and then he's like with our hands and it's like really emotional <laughs> for some reason that scene just sticks out with me of a movie that i don't think is all that good um it's a c-plus movie with an a-plus ending that's right, right. everyone talks about it. the ending yeah that's not for this ep- this podcast but um
1: yeah stephen uh, gonna... Shore. If we're going with Baldwin, yeah. right? Holly Shore. Shore. Yeah. You, you can one. do that. I, I'm I'm struggling with actresses. I, there's not yeah. a whole lot of actresses that there's I... There's got
2: to be someone. Because we respect women.
1: Yeah. I, I think they're all great in their own way.
2: Yeah. I just... I, I,
1: yeah. I'm struggling with those. Lena Dunham.
2: Uh, like, I don't... Like, it's, yeah, it's like shooting fish uh, in a barrel. Yeah. And I've watched right. five seasons of Girls, so it's not like me just being like, ooh, she's gross. I watched all of that, so I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I, mean, if we're if we're going off of their movies, uh, I mean, I I love Amelia Clark in Game of Thrones, but in her movies, not great. Yeah,
2: but I I don't think she's Mount Rushmore worthy, you know? No, it's like some things. Like I love I've, when I was growing up, and probably still do. Had the biggest crush on Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. She's not a good actress. Yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Not
1: a great it, actress, but she was like that, my first crush. That I just See, take here with Mark. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 no. I was, I was going to say one, but then I, I don't, I don't know. Jennifer Lopez popped in my head, but then I started remembering some good roles, and then it was like, it's, you know. But oh, that might be the closest I could think of. Maybe Jennifer uh, Aniston. Uh, you
1: know.
2: Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. She would be my pick if we were Ooh, doing. Katie her. Holmes. If we're sticking Jeez. with the Rachel Dawes. <laughs> okay. Yes. As, as. Yeah.
1: As, she, she was better than uh katie holmes that's for sure yeah <laughs> but anytime i see maggie gyllenhaal it's just like i just i want jake <laughs> just give me jake <laughs> why secretary, can't we just put jake gyllenhaal here
0: <laughs> uh just spader and jake gyllenhaal and secretary <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bale diving out to save jake gyllenhaal in uh the dark knight yeah uh yeah but the reason why i was thinking about it was i i I watched uh this movie and then i watched for some god-awful reason another dane cook movie uh oh my goodness yeah
0: i don't know why but it had jessica simpson in it yeah she could probably go up there too that's the only other dane cook movie i know and i was hoping there wasn't a third
1: (laughs) well it's funny because you know I don't like to admit these things to many people, but I was a Dane Cook fan. Oh, I,
0: I saw tourgasm in concert at Penn State.
1: So did I. Not at Penn State, but I saw it at
2: a, I think I saw it at the Garden. my ass off. I'm so glad. This is my badge of honor for this episode <laughs> yeah. where I had the opportunity to go to that same Penn State Dane Cook show, and I did not go to it. Yeah. So, because you, you're so snobby. I've never seen Dane Cook in concert, and I'm going to put that on my headstone.
0: I, I think <laughs> you look your on it, never saw Dane Cook in concert.
2: <laughs> we'll say that you're uh, the eulogy.
1: Yep. You know, there's one thing about Ant, <laughs> never saw Dane Cook. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw um, Tracy Morgan, though, when he came. Oh, us. he's great. Tracy Morgan's great. Uh, I'll tell people that all the time. <laughs> uh, but lo- looking back on it, uh, I was in high school, like towards the end of high school when he, his rise came about. Dane Cook, not Tracy Morgan. Um, and I would listen to his comedy albums and like no one else laughed. So to me, I thought it was like, well, it's the children who are wrong. It's not me. I know funny, all right? right? I'm a funny guy. Uh but no one else thought so. And my I stopped liking him after I saw Waiting because uh I don't know how many people remember that movie, Waiting. I love waiting, to be honest. They they but in the in the coming attractions they kind of built he, up Dane Cook's
0: part. He's the worst part of that movie.
1: He is easily the worst part of that movie. And Everyone, they were
0: yeah.
1: they were basically bankrolling, oh, he's hot right now, so we'll just yeah. put him in the coming attractions. Yeah, and, that, and he maybe has like three lines.
0: Yeah, and that includes Caitlin Doubleday, who, who is barely a character in that movie.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> – I I left that theater, and I just was like, man, <laughs> this guy is not <laughs> set to be – an actor. Now I gotta now I gotta go look up who. <laughs> I just rolled with it because I thought both of you knew who it was. <laughs> That's said uh, Justin man's yeah.
0: girlfriend in that movie. Um, I I've watched Waiting way wait too many times, and I'd like to admit. Um, but yeah, the um. oh yeah.
2: man, he's got so many people I can't stand. Oof. Yeah. Be- uh, basically, just him and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Justin both Long
2: too. Like, throw him in there for good measure. The cast of Waiting. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean. That shows you how bad thing, goes in that movie could be easily the worst part of that cast
1: yeah it, it was just disappointing and at, at that point i just realized you know what he's he's no longer my cup of tea
2: <laughs> yeah i don't think i've
1: ever seen I, waiting
0: i mean i don't know when i grew out maybe it was after vicious circle for dane cook like getting excited oh his new comedy special and i saw it and i was like yeah this isn't i like not laughing at it you know yeah just going. Oh, maybe I've grown past this. I think that might have been the time. um Because in at, at, at tour time, I was in. I had my sister bought me the DVD of the uh, the HBO thing um, oh, for special. Christmas yeah. um, and all that stuff, and went to the thing. But yeah, but looking back, I'm like, you were you were an idiot.
2: <laughs> Look, well, man. I think I mean maybe it's just because that's when we came of age. But 2000 the 2000s yeah. are an awful time for pop culture. Yeah, mm. so it's a black mad. hole. It is. I mean, besides the emo music, um, <laughs> but like the rise of Paris Hilton yeah. and TMZ and all that stuff. It's in
0: He was in multiple moves. We can throw her in <laughs> it's
2: an yeah. all, it's a decade of awful people becoming popular.
0: Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. We were at a
1: very strange, you know, obviously you we were kind of thrown through a loop as a nation Mm-hmm. post post 9-11 man you can yeah. blame it all on 9-11 yeah we we were just latching on to anybody at that point and it really showed
2: you We know latched uh, like, on to, tom green latched, what we did is we latched on to narcissists that didn't care about 9-11 right <laughs> is that like 9-11 did not slow them down and no. that's who we gravitated towards we like we wanted to be those people we wanted sure. people that didn't give a fuck be i'm just hot you know which was yeah. debatable to be honest with you looking back yeah. it like eh, d- you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were teenagers pretty much like everybody was hot anyone who was a celebrity was right. deemed hot really and it was just like this, they got super skinny and then we everyone was wearing low rise jeans and chunky highlights and fake tans mm-hmm. awful awful yeah. when they when we it's get like, go ahead uh, I was, was going to say, say just an
0: LFO video come to life
2: yeah <laughs> but like we're going to look down 15, 20 years from now when they start making movies that take place in the 2000s, it's going to be ugly looking. Yeah. No you, one's going to be happy.
0: Did you hear that thing that um if they if the wonder years started today, the the it would take place in 2001 because look, it's because Mark, Don't give yeah. do this to us. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it today. I had to share it. Make look, everyone feel I could talk about how
2: we are older than Stacy's mom. That's
1: true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. gross well it, i i feel bad because you know we're, we're here shitting on dane cook we're preparing to do so um and life has kind of done that already to him but oh, wasn't
2: he like fucking a 17 year old not too long ago probably
1: i i think it was like borderline right she was like 18 maybe like, yeah like barely <laughs> yeah. you know like something oh, but, that
0: is exactly a joke in the movie waiting <laughs> right but it's <laughs> But it, you know he he
1: his brother stole from him his he got accused of stealing jokes uh, the the underage possibility and you know like you, I was thinking about it like man we're you know obviously if Dane Cook hears this I'm sure he won't care but what's one more right <laughs> right guys what's yeah. one more he just, he'll just <laughs> he'll give the, the soup and walk away oh uh, I don't know does he can he still do that is that still his thing the the super I'm, finger yeah it's uh. I have a picture of myself doing that. I'm not proud of it. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I
0: smell episode art. It's not good.
2: Oh, no. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into this movie, but before we do, we're going to take a break and listen to some ads so we can pay those bills. So we will be right back. And welcome back. And this week's movie was Dan's Pit. Dan, do you want to introduce this week's movie? Yes, uh, we
1: got into for some reason. Good luck, Chuck, with Dane Cook and Jessica Alba. Okay.
0: Um, why? Why did you say by some reason when it was your choice? I like,
1: I don't know why I chose. You didn't chose spin good a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I because so if you listen to the show, we usually have good reasons why we choose the movies we choose. Uh,
2: I can't for the life of me remember why I chose this movie if I, I really can shed some if I could shed some light, you yes. gave me two options okay one was good luck Chuck and the other one was year one okay. uh, I still it, I have no idea why I chose this so you came you came with violence this week uh, I came with I, I chose violence. And I, si- I said of those two, I would pick Good Luck Chuck if we were yes. going to do an episode. Okay. The, my reason being, Good Luck Chuck seemed like it's from 2007, which, as we discussed, was a cesspool of pop culture, Um, but it kind of uh was a movie that probably worked, maybe it worked at the time, and most likely didn't work now. Year one just seemed like it's bad because it's just kind of like a a dull misfire of people that have been in better things. So this seemed like more of a disaster than just something that would wind up being kind of like, uh, eh, it was just boring, you know. Yeah. People that we've seen be better are just kind of like phoning it in, more or less. Um, yeah, and this so movie is the trying. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And none more evident than uh, Dan Fogler. Oh yeah. But uh, where are you guys coming from though with this? Have you seen this before? I had seen bits and pieces and. I just I vaguely remember just being very unimpressed, very just eh, like Jessica Alba's in it. Great. But man, this is it didn't leave. It did it to me again because I I remember seeing it and it didn't leave an impression on me. I just watched it. and I can't remember why I watched it. So (laughs) that's that's really that should have been on the, the poster for the movie. Why did we watch this? Yeah. What about you, Mark? Have you ever seen this?
0: No, it feels like a movie I should have seen when I was still doing DVDs for Netflix. Mm. Um, Like, especially with the talk that we had about um, how much of a Dane Cook fan I was back then. Um, But no, uh, I had not seen this before. Um, Yeah, it, it, if I forget, we had another movie earlier, like maybe sometime last year that, like, it felt like I should have seen that movie, but did not. Um, The whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, this. This thing's not very good, but it would have seemed like one of the dumb things I put in there um, to, you know, uh, when I was watching a whole lot more movies than I do now. Um, But, yeah, it was I didn't have any high hopes going in and it it somehow um, went below those expectations Um, with a lot of the stuff uh, that ties into the reason why I don't like Dan Cook anymore. You know, Uh, it seems like maybe I've outgrown the humor of this movie. Sure. Um, For the most part. And uh, the only part of it was there was a little kernel of something in there, but they turned it into completely unwatchable and not really funny of a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It just felt like a an excuse for Dane Cook to be around naked women for weeks on end and
2: i'm surprised you haven't seen this because not only were you a big dane cook fan apparently you're a huge
0: jessica alba fan which (laughs) is i mean i mean idle hands and uh sin city can we forget about honey um so so
2: okay first of all (laughs) let's backtrack for the audience um we put up a poll i put up a poll today basically uh asking the question that was all the rage in the mid-2000s, once again, where the cesspool pop culture reigned. Uh, it's 2005, and w- w- pick your Jessica. Jessica Beale or Jessica Alba. Um, Dan picked Jessica Beale, which I thought he would have said Jessica Alba. I don't know why. He just felt like an Alba, Alba guy for me. And then I assumed, because I know Mark a very long time, and I know a few things about him. He loves the CW, or did love the CW. He loves Varsity Blues, and he loves... Summer Catch. Now, two of those things have Jessica Biel in it, so I assumed that Mark was going to be a huge Jessica Biel fan. I have never heard Mark ever talk about Idle Hands, Sin City, and now Honey.
0: (laughs) In my life. (laughs) Well, I'll admit to, uh, I had said to Dan um, that I didn't have a good movie reason to back up my thing. Just between the two of them, I prefer Alba. Um, So I picked the two most random movies that I knew would get a reaction out of you. <laughs> uh, and, I, and despite the fact that I do like both of those movies to be honest or at the time when I watched them I liked both of them so but I don't know if it was a clear factor that she was um the reason um but the to be honest the whole reason I like summer catch is because I'm a sucker for baseball movies um more than the hot wom- women in it um that might be the reason and you completely misread that I never watched Seventh Heaven. So, you know, that whole thing. um, That was uh, completely understandable with my uh, love of CWWB uh, teen dramas at the time, but um, didn't watch much Seventh Heaven to get, um, you know, attached to Jessica Biel that way. Um, And didn't watch any Dark Angel, which you were about to fight me if that was the reason why (laughs) I picked Jessica over over Jessica Biel. Um, I just felt like that if you... Um, if you gave me the choice based on, you know, uh, back then, seeing one of them on the poster or something, I would lean Alba, you know, more than Beale. And uh, Mark, look,
2: Mark, I 100% agree with you. Gun to my head, I would pick yeah. Jessica Alba over Jessica Beale. Yeah, I, I However, don't have a good movie reason for that. It's yeah. just... Personally, you know. like, I've never been huge on either of them, but, like, they're objectively gorgeous, both of them, yes. obviously. Um, but they were never my first picks, like, oh, this is the hottest woman in Hollywood or whatever. But uh, it just, it blows my mind.
0: I gotta be honest. I gotta <laughs> well, be honest with I, me. I, I'll say, and I said it just a couple minutes ago, I think the biggest reason for your thing was your misread of the CW shows that I've watched.
2: Maybe. And after watching this movie, I completely understand why you completely turned off by Jessica Alba, because... Yeah. I hate her in this movie. And it's yeah, not even her it's acting; yeah. it's what she does throughout the entire movie. She's yeah. oh, I hate it. I dislike this movie so much. <laughs> I never seen it before. I've yes. never seen this movie before. Once again, put that on my tombstone. <laughs> that I also didn't watch Good Luck Chuck until I had to do it for a podcast. Um, oh, yeah, I this movie was unpleasant. <laughs> that's all I yeah, can say about that's,
1: it. That's yeah, we're we're getting back to our roots, man. I'm 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 really yeah. digging it. Uh. It, yes. It's it's the the one thing I think that threw you off, and uh, Mark told me the reason he likes summer catches Brian Dennehy. That's that's <laughs> really yeah, good. I'm a that's cute what, Brian
0: Dennehy fan. That's
1: what gets him going.
0: Yeah, that's why, uh, why, why I watch RoboCop so much.
1: Jessica Beale who?
0: No, I'm sorry, Rambo.
1: Rambo, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's first blood, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being nitpicky, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad that I that we kind of we uh we picked this one. Uh, because it's, uh, if, if anything, it's problematic AF.
2: Yes, it yes, is. The
1: entire uh, movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, again, this is, I think a lot of actors will look back on this and say, yeah, we couldn't get away with this. And I hope no one else watches this movie because they could, some things could definitely be canceled here.
2: Oh, yeah. they <laughs> according to our Letterboxd review, there are at least four rapes in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I counted three, but um, you know, um, I'll I'll leave it to that person. I'm sure I'm misreading now, one of them. Now is it Chuck doing it or being? So no, I I think I think he gets raped at least twice. Well, I I think the his I, his receptionist rapes him. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. The and, the girl in the beginning of the movie attempts to rape him. Okay. <laughs> Does the cop? No, the cop is. No, that's consensual. She just doesn't want to kiss him. Right, and
1: I know Stu sexually harasses every woman he comes across.
2: Uh, that's an attempted rape
1: too. Yes, a rape of of false pretenses. Correct. He's he's pretending to be Chuck. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's weird because Dan Fogler, uh, he was in the Fantastic Beast movie, and he's actually pretty good in that movie. Yeah, he's like the most enjoyable part about those movies. Yeah. And everything else, it's just like how who decided that like he could be in movies? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, you look like you could be a leading star. Just, <laughs> it kind of he's one of those guys. He's like Clint Howard
2: in that he gives everyone else hope. Yeah, it's kind of like this is this is sort of like the Zach Galifianakis role in the hangover this is this is supposed to like put him into the stratosphere right this like that's always the the supporting role in a in an edgy comedy where that guy gets the stars in the next movie right yeah um but that that role does not does not hold up man under a Mm 21 microscope um i I don't know if it yeah but I don't even know if it holds up in a 2007 microscope. There's a lot of like, eesh, man.
0: Yeah. sweet yeah, and even even the, even the very beginning. Um, and I only found this out through IMDb because um, I didn't notice it at first. But uh, the the fat kid in the beginning is would now rather everybody know that he was on The Goldbergs more than uh this movie. He probably goes, oh, good luck that that. Wasn't me. It's was, <laughs> right. it was completely different. No nope, mistakes nope, were made. Not, not, not me in that movie. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, everything about this movie, um, it was like you said, I'm like, I felt uncomfortable watching most of it. I think the most slightly non-uncomfortable scenes um, were whenever the brother character would be there. Are you talking about
2: not jimmy Fallon? Yes. Yes,
0: (laughs) just because it was like something that wasn't about sex when he was on screen. (laughs) You know, it was about weed, but, um, you know, I'm like, okay, good. This isn't all right. There, there might be a funny joke here. There never, never was, but there's at least a little bit of hope. But yeah, every time anything that, um, you know, Stu did in this movie was just like, how how did that get past anybody that reads these things? Mm-hmm. Like in terms of scripts or the network, or not network, um, the studio yeah. or any, like, I'm like, was it just that they didn't care or they were trying to do, was Apatow stuff out at this point?
2: Uh, probably I think so. I think. Yeah. think Superman, like, Knocked look this up. yeah.
0: Yeah. W- knocked Were up, they trying to be that and just didn't know why his stuff worked back then?
2: You know what? It was the same year.
0: Well,
1: the the problem is the writers of this movie, uh, Josh Stolberg, Steve Glenn. They they chose like certain. They chose certain things that they thought would be good character traits, but it doesn't flesh out the character at all. So jessica alba's brother is a stoner but he has nothing beyond yeah. being a stoner uh jessica alba is clumsy there's nothing beyond her being clumsy uh again Stu uh dan full Fo- uh fogler he's a pervert and that's that's it you know like there, there's
2: nothing beyond those traits there's no good character building mm-hmm. yeah i i think one of the big things about this is like so I guess we were, I guess we were a little spoiled with, uh, but I'm sure that, you know, there are things of American pie that mm-hmm. were, you know, now questionable, like recording someone that doesn't know they're being recorded. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, that was our coming of age movie, right? For Yeah. It came out 1999. And I guess this is it, uh, sort of around, you know, I'm sure that this is like probably some group of Teens that was like this is the first time I ever saw boobs in a movie. This is this movie's awesome, right. but I've I've never seen a sex comedy that just makes the act of sex seem so miserable. Yeah, seems <laughs> right. so uninviting. Yeah, it, yeah, because it's
1: it's it's always a chore in this yeah. movie. It, it's really as if he's kind of a slave
2: to it. It's clinical too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's incredible how they. Like packed it with boobs, which is second second movie in a row where we just like up uh, past eleven when it comes to the boob rating. Um, yeah, but yeah, this was less less sexy than Savage Beach to say the least. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah, as I mentioned as I mentioned earlier, there's there's like the smallest of nuggets of a of probably somebody. It's this feels like a movie that was like a bunch of people in front of a whiteboard or probably a cork board at this point. Um, and we're just throwing out ideas. And the the kernel of the idea of, hey, what if a guy, um, every person that he sleeps with, the next person they date get is like they get married to that person, mm-hmm. you know, and but they didn't know what to do with that. So they just built a sex comedy around it and yeah. tried to connect to it. And it never really connected. Like you said, it made everything seem uh, clinical because they tried to make it a comedy you know, maybe for drama, maybe it works better, not with Dan Cook, but, you know, just using that idea. And it just, it just felt like it was just a bunch of, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume there were no women in the writer's room for this. Um, <laughs> a, bunch, <laughs> a bunch of guys sitting around just, like I said, with the cork board, putting up index cards of, you know, funny situations or moments or lines, and then trying to mush them into a movie. Um, cause it never, it, Never felt like there was no development of any characters, even Dane Cook's character.
1: You know what would make this a way more interesting story is if it's the complete opposite that happens. Every time that Dane Cook uh, has sex with a woman, like something bad happens to them. So now it's like he's trying to find true love, but everyone's terrified of him. <laughs> In a horror movie. Yes, this yeah. movie is so much better as a horror movie. Yeah. And you, yeah, you could like maybe he becomes jaded more and more it happens. It's just, I, I think you can kind of pull off a, a better, you could even pull off a better love story that way, because now your are Jessica Alba is willing to sacrifice whatever. And you can make it cartoony, the things that happen to these people, or you can make it serious if we wanted to go horror, but final just, destination. Sure. Yeah. Like <laughs> someone, because you know, listen, am I going to sit here and tell you that Dane Cook's an ugly guy? No, he's, he's a pretty good looking guy. Although, HD does him no favors, especially yeah. that first, first scene. scene. Oh yeah, like yeah.
2: his blowjob face. And <laughs> I mean, you know, comp- I, you know, sometimes your complexion's not great, um, but Listen. the makeup artist did him no favors. No, but again, he's uh, to me, he's an above-average-looking guy. Yeah, I don't sure. think there's yeah. I don't think there's any complaints about that. Yeah. I I don't think someone's saying, Oh, you know Dane Cook, you know, the ugly comedian guy. Right. So yeah,
1: you could even have it as a revenge story, right? Like he was picked on at school or whatever, you know, and then he's just he goes on a rampage banging these girls <laughs> and they all suffer horrible fates. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Yeah. 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 And then and then we get to the point and the other thing that does not work is, as Ant mentioned a little bit earlier, is that their way of making Jessica Alba not just the, you know, just a good looking uh, model type person like the rest of the women in the movie is to make her clumsy.
1: Yeah, like,
0: that was the that was the choice for how do we make her not seem as fake and phony as the rest of the girls in this movie? Um, and it was a poor choice and a poor job of acting <sighs> by by one miss alba it
2: it's so grating just to be like the slapstick is just awful uh yeah. i hate it yeah. this yeah. is four christmases yeah the slapstick is like the same four christmases shout out juan i see you <laughs> i see what it's... i see what gets you laughing i i, I think slamming their faces into the icebergs I think the problem there is Jessica Alba is too beautiful
1: to really care about if she's clumsy. Like who gives a shit? You know? Mm-hmm. You're you're of course you're gonna be willing to put up with someone who trips over their own feet if it's Jessica Alba. That's yeah. it's whatever. But if you if you're taking a normal person, then it might be like, okay, this is a little strange. Uh I don't know if I'm willing to be with someone who's constantly You know it. What uh, Murphy's Law, right? Anything that's going to happen will happen. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a little more understanding, but hey, people are in in the 2000s. People were willing to probably cut off their left arm to be with Jessica Alba. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't. It's not believable. Where it's like, oh, okay, well, that's her quirk. It could be
2: literally anything else. It's also it's also not a thing in real life. That's that's what I have such a like have a hard time in. (laughs) It's like nobody is that accident prone, you right. know. It's not a it's not a real character flaw. If you're trying to get this to be, if try some other way to make her relatable. I mean, honestly, if you're trying to make him fall for someone that's relatable, you probably shouldn't have cast Jessica Alba. To be honest with you, sure, probably find somebody that is like, you know, still pretty good looking, obviously, but maybe, you know, do the Rachel Lee Cook thing. Give her give her yeah. a ponytail and some glasses and some. Uh, suspenders or whatever uh, overalls jenna fisher the would heli- be perfect
1: yeah Okay. Right, she's uh, very she's very plain jane but she's still very pretty yeah
2: so she she toes the line there yeah but uh yeah. someone yeah. someone just you know constantly just being accident prone that's not a thing no go ahead mark
0: yeah i, I was gonna say the uh, the main thing that they and, and a lot of this stuff wasn't even, like, clumsy being it. It was, you know, I guess absent-minded is probably closer to it. You know, the locking the keys in the car, leaving the lights on. Like, and and then I I guarantee you, well, not guarantee, God knows what these people were doing in the writer's room, but um, that the idea for her character came out of that whole thing that her brother called her Murphy because of Murphy's Law. Mm. And then it was like, all right, let's build the character from that um and then built the character and then went to the casting and were like all right who should we put next to Dane Cook well, why don't we get Jessica Alba well she doesn't really fit <laughs> the kind of character we're doing here um and then it just it just a complete mess from the jump um with all this it was it, in a movie where they do every kind of um phobic that you can think of mm-hmm. um <laughs> that um, I'm surprised they didn't go a step here and do something that would have been seen nowadays as something you know problematic now um, with her can i
1: ask you fellows a question yes Mm -hmm. very important uh say you have this power right and a friend of yours it's it's kind of like the receptionist uh her husband died she wants to find love do you just give out this power willy-nilly or do you tell them hey uh i'm not doing this for you because i am not uh, you know, I'm not just a piece of meat. Uh, I'd get paid. Come on. So you would get yeah. paid for it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mark, well, w- would you the out of the kindness out of your heart?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, the get paid part is for everybody that Um, I think the receptionist would be the exception. You know, I might do that for free just to, she's a good person and, you mm. know, husband died and all that yeah, um, sure. sort of thing. That's
2: some pro bono work, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. But 99% of it is going to be. Uh, it's, it, it would be a completely different movie. He so you would got, be you having advertisements and TV commercials and going through it. Um, but yeah, I would probably, I would assume I would get to the point that he got to. And that it's just like, what what am I doing? Uh, either I have to raise my rates or, you know, <laughs> <like> there needs <laughs> there needs to be something like chasing that high um, sort of thing. Because at some point, like he said, it just becomes like... Like, nothing. He just lays there, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, so, just, just unfulfilling.
1: So, yeah, you guys would become male escorts, essentially. No, we're paying
2: for our matchmaking service. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. That's what the tax forms will say. Right. So, I would help
1: nobody. <laughs> I would hoard it like it was King Solomon's money. I it would. I would give it to nobody. So you're being celibate. Yeah, I would do the exact opposite. Really? You would withdraw. Oh, yeah. from but society. only if they really needed it. I would say no.
2: Ooh. Yeah. I don't like know. It, I think. I think. I think me and Mark are on the morally right side of this. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, Even though we're getting paid for it, I mean, you know, my, if you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> um, my my hog is. It's not for sale like that. Wow. Yeah, mm. if if That's my... Amazing amazing turn. I did not expect this. If a good
1: friend of mine was saying, hey, I'm having trouble getting a life partner, uh, I, I, I need that dick. I'm like, well, no, look elsewhere, sweetheart. <laughs> wow.
2: Not here. <laughs> Closed. Closed <laughs> for business. So, Good Luck Chuck from 2007 is directed by Mark Helfrich, who only directed an episode of Bones and the pilot for Prison Break. But... He is Brett Ratner's editor of choice, including editing Rush Hours 1 through 3, X-Men The Last Stand, Red Dragon, as well as the two Jumanji sequels, Four Christmases, and many more. It stars Dane Cook, Jessica Alba, Dan Fogler, Chaylon Simmons, Alia English, and Lonnie Ross. Very small cast list but in terms of like people that actually have speaking roles imdb score 5.6 and a rotten tomato score of five percent Budget 25 million dollars box office 35 million dollars so it made made its money back but i don't i i feel like people forgot about this movie and good riddance to be honest with you but apparently people love it
1: but i i totally forgot that there was a third rush hour movie yep I only thought there was two, but yeah. that, so we learned a little something today.
0: <laughs> yeah, this feels like that whole time period where uh, people like Dane Cook and they were trying to make Johnny Knoxville a movie star, and just yeah. that whole segment of movies just completely out of your mind.
2: Oh yeah, Sean William Scott yeah. too. Yeah, I like yeah. Sean William Scott. <laughs> I mean, he's the lesser of the three evils. Yeah. Yeah. He could actually
0: act. Yeah, yeah. and he's probably he's better as a support role. Want yeah. to be the movie star?
2: Yeah, just uh, J, just Jason Bateman. No, not Jason Bateman. What's his name? The the fucking kid from American Pie. The Pie fucker. Oh,
0: oh Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. Yes.
2: Yeah, because yeah, he's in a he's in a Dane Cook movie. My best friend's girl. My best
1: friend's girl. Ooh, that was yeah. also terrible. Yeah, that one looks from what I remember looks <laughs> even worse than this. You, you know that actually that reminds me. Uh, for some reason I got my best friend's girl and what was the movie with owen wilson and uh oh i can't remember he like moves in with his his best friend the guy from something about mary
2: oh right
1: it's it's not drill bit taylor right it, that's the other I, one that's what I, I watched drill bit taylor this week <laughs> and i and i guess there was like a, a chain of well all right so i watched good luck chuck <laughs> employee of the month let me watch because
2: i thought what are you doing with your life you should <laughs> I go back to watching the league of extraordinary gentlemen i'll, I'll give you a pass <laughs> if this is what you watch when you're not watching that movie go watch it i yeah i i don't know you what
1: dupree. you yeah. mean dupree so that's what i thought Drillbit taylor was
2: <laughs> which i thought was uh my best friend's girl Oh, man, the two thousand man, we're just proving that the 2000s are awful. Yeah, yeah. The should get shot into space. If you could we, shoot a decade into space, it should be the yeah. 2000s. I was just saying say, was, we
1: should all come together as a, a civilization and just say, listen, from 2001 to 2009, nothing no.
2: happened. You know, yeah. you know, before, but Mark, before you say anything, yeah. Yeah. you know who directed You, Me, and Dupree? Uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh other side. The Russo brothers. Get out of here! <laughs> Kids you not. Oh my goodness! Wow! What is going on? We got to start somewhere. <laughs> no. Yeah,
0: yeah listen, so good, good. luck, Chuck. Reminded me of the, which is why I brought up Johnny Knoxville of the movie The Ringer. And, oh
2: God! You know. man. God,
0: why are? <laughs> oh, we're, this, ju- we're just we're be- just this following this, this podcast. This, is what this
2: movie has done to us. We have have to relive this shit.
0: Yeah, I blame it on, this was also the time period when Netflix movie delivery service was a thing, and you would just put on a bunch of movies that you kind of knew people on, you know, and that's why a lot of these movies, um, you know, were, were probably seen at the uh-huh. time, and then everybody just forgot about them because they never really came to streaming services, yeah. or weren't very, like, promoted that they were on streaming services.
2: All right. We could spend all day talking about this fucking decade. But we are going to take – before we go, take a quick break. Dan, do you want to plug something? Sure. Uh, I would like to
1: talk about our friend Tia and her podcast, The Top Ten with Tia, which I had the honor of being a guest on this past weekend. Uh, We covered the top ten worst endings of a movie, and it was a lot of fun. Tia and Brittany are so much fun to talk to and they're very knowledgeable a lot of they're very funny so please go listen to their podcast top 10 with Tia uh, you can follow her at TC underscore Stark on Twitter uh, it's a so her podcast is essentially they just run down top 10 lists so like I said top 10 worst endings top 10 you know best Rob Schneider movies so on and so forth. So yeah, go check her out. She's a big fan of the podcast. Uh, she also writes for Geek Vibes Nation. Go give her a sh- go, give her a look. She's insanely talented and insanely nice.
2: Great. And yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, but before we do, we're gonna take a minute to sl- listen to some friends of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, this is kind of Padawan Jay, Coach Duffy from the Ocho Duro parley Hour podcast. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell them about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more Or you epics. could tell them about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell them Do I need to get out. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me. As I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back. Now time to get into the plot for Good Luck Chuck. We open on You Might Think By the Cars, meaning this movie, which takes place predominantly in 2007, has more eighties music than Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. So glad you yes. brought it up. Dropping that W. We open a party in 1985 with a whole bunch of 10 to 12 year olds playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. We meet Stu and Charlie. Charlie is nervous. Stu acts like he knows it all, but is more or less clueless. Charlie hopes to get to go in with one girl, but some goth girl is giving him the eyes. Stu gets to go into the closet with a girl who is not pleased, to say the least. And then Stu shows himself to be a complete creep, basically threatening to spread rumors about the girl who doesn't even want to kiss him. And then Charlie goes into the closet with the goth girl who then attempts to rape Charlie. Yeah. And then when he resists, she hexes him and that he'll never be happy. And then we cut to present day where Charlie has sex with a girl on the beach, starts yeah. off shirtless and jeans, which is a weird look for just about anyone. <laughs> And just that close-up was like, oh,
0: how much longer is this going on for?
2: Yeah, we're forced to see Dane Cook's blowjob face, and HD is Mm. not kind to it. And then his girl says she loves him, and Charlie refuses to say it back, and then she leaves. Then he confides in his friend Stu. And question for you guys. Has Stu had consensual sex that he hasn't paid for? Yeah, 100%. He has? Yes, I I think so. Uh, I'm
1: on the fence. Because with his (laughs) profession... I think he probably gave out some favors. Okay. So he was like, hey, doc, if you help me out here, you know,
2: I'll take you for a spin. And Stu's not saying no to that. Okay, so you think he's bartered uh, plastic surgery for sex? 100%, yes. <laughs> okay, so so maybe consensual and not paid for, but still kind of not particularly uh, moral? <laughs> right,
1: it, like... Oh, like I would say, best. yeah, he. <laughs> yeah. it's not like
2: he met a girl at a bar, hit
1: it off, uh, went on a couple dates, and then they sealed the deal. No, I think it's essentially, hey, listen, I, if you give me uh, some money
2: off of this, I'll help you out. Gotcha. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay. They talk about a wedding Charlie is inexplicably invited to of an ex. We find out Stu is a plastic surgeon and Charlie is a dentist. And Stu is maybe the most reprehensible person in any, co- any
0: comedy ever. I'm wondering why Stu got invited. Um, he's unless he was Dane Cooks plus one. I
2: think he's Dane Cooks plus one, because <laughs> okay. that's the whole conversation. He's like, of course I want to go. And then he's like, sure. you know how easy it is to get laid at a, after a wedding or whatever? It's never okay. easy, by the way. <laughs> I know. That's a why,
0: kids listening out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, th- the other thing I, I kind of hated about the, the 2000s, comedies anytime there's a dentist they always 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 make the joke that they're not a real doctor Mm -hmm. always it's 100 percent guaranteed if there's a dentist in the movie that's a character like a a main character it will be dropped that they are not a real doctor
2: yeah yeah absolutely
0: at least the one line dane cook's character has in this movie is at least a truthful line like because she says why a dentist and he's like because i couldn't make it in medical school and yeah, like, that's always okay. a cool joke. All right, like, that, that's services. better than just saying he's not a real doctor. Just you know, but yeah, I get your point. It's always you know, uh, dentists are a real doctors.
2: Yeah, I take a dentist's salary any day of the week. I was just gonna yep. say uh, if you wanna
1: if you wanna disrespect me that way and I'm making dentist pay, I'm all for it. <laughs> hey, don't call me a doctor. I don't give a shit. I'm making uh you know six figures. Yep. I
0: know I know he jokes later in the movie, but I. I have serious doubts that uh, Stu has a medical license. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a but great he, twist. He should lose it.
1: Yeah. Many times he should yeah. be losing it. it. There's no way. I mean, it's, especially in this day and age, there's no way he doesn't get outed for uh, sexual harassment.
2: Yeah. He literally allows Jane Cook to walk into a like an exam, a breast exam. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. There, there's got to be some type
1: of a Hippocratic oath, right? Yeah. We're just yes. common decency, really. <laughs> yeah,
2: not be an awful human being, which right. which flew once again in 2007. You could get away with being a complete shit person. It's it's just the way it was.
0: Who I mean, now, the who, Apprentice aired then?
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> who who is the gentleman who directed the Joker?
1: Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. It, this was like Todd Phillips' favorite time period. Yeah. Yep. It, He's like, oh, you could joke about whatever. Now you can't joke about anything anymore. Like, No, it's what you joked about in the 2000s was just not good. It's not funny. And yeah.
0: now you actually
2: have to work to be funny. Yep, that's why he's making prestige pictures like Joker. <laughs> right. And then in 20 seconds, we get two stereotypes. We get a sassy black woman who plays the, re- that is the receptionist. And then we transition to the wedding where there's an Asian guy singing karaoke. And he's the only Asian guy there and he's the only person we see you sing karaoke. And the bride gives a toast and thanks Charlie for being a lucky charm. And then all the girls at the wedding gossip about Charlie, who's confused. And he sees Jessica Alba be klutzy. Because it's the lazy way to explain why she's single.
0: I was expecting the bomb to drop, which I was giving this movie way too much credit, which is one of my character flaws, that uh, it was going to be something like her last uh, relationship, the person died of like, a disease like cancer or something. You know, and that's why she was. You sick. think
2: they were gonna drop the cancer bomb and good luck, Chuck? No, <laughs> exactly
0: <heavy>. cancer, but <laughs> I thought that was gonna be the thing. You know, when like later on, when when Chuck and Jessica Alba's brother have a conversation, it was gonna be like, man, don't you know her last relationship, the person died. I was all expecting that because there, everything was a trope in this, and that would have been well, the that, trope.
2: That, if I'm Chuck, that doesn't make me horny. That's her pretty ex- bad. Her ex-boyfriend got. Torn to pieces by polar bears, and that's why she's obsessed with penguins, because they're yeah, on the yeah. other side of the world. because <laughs> it, there yeah. are no polar bears. That's why. I also hate
1: the fact that she studies penguins. Oh,
2: there's so much fucking penguin talk in this yeah. movie.
1: None of it's interesting. Like, I like penguins. They're they're cute, but this movie makes it just
2: unbearable. Yeah. Yep. And then I, they have some the
0: weird Genji or Jenku or whatever. I don't even remember. Like that's penguin.
2: And then they have some bail conversation about nonsense until she spills something on him. And Stu arrives just in time to point out that it looks like he came in his pants. And they the bouquet toss. It hits a dove and then falls into the hands of the girl that just broke up with Charlie. The next day at the office, the waiting room is filled with girls from the wedding who are happy to see Chuck. They're ready to get laid at the dentist office because that's where you got to get laid.
1: <laughs>
2: Such a romantic setting. Yeah. And then Chuck goes to Stu's office, and Stu brings him into the back right into an appointment where a woman is topless. And like I said, how does Stu even have a job still? So Chuck confides in Stu and says everything's been really weird. A lot of pretty women have been going to his office. So they walk and talk about the weirdness in the office. And then they see the girl that caught the bouquet is now trying on a wedding dress the very day after she met somebody. And she says that Charlie is her lucky charm. And Chuck goes home. His answering machine is full of messages from women that he's never met before asking for dates.
0: By the way, that is the biggest invasion of privacy in this movie. That whoever advertised it a Good Luck Charm put... Because I doubt he puts his home telephone number on his business cards or business ads. Unless but, it's
2: the emergency line. I don't know. Um, true. That's true. But also, it's 2007. Phone books still exist. Oh, uh, that's okay. true. <laughs> those
1: were a thing can you imagine if this were in like, if this movie was set in today's period
2: where you have like tinder and bumble and all that he would yeah. never get any sleep nope yeah. yeah he probably has dds on his uh on his name too it's probably charles it's probably easy really easy to find him that's true yeah, yeah
0: he'd be seen like a type of guy that would put that in his phone book entry
2: yeah that's the whole For thing sure. with, that that's i think that's one of the reasons why i never really got into dane cook is that because he always acts like he's the funniest guy in the room right there's like no humility humility in him i think that's also the reason why i don't really like ryan reynolds either the well, same he, reason and he also
1: acts like the aw shucks kind of guy yeah it's it, like he's the most grounded person ever when he's really not yeah
2: i think that's the reason why he just kind of
1: rubbed me the wrong way yeah He he's definitely dane cook is
2: definitely a poor man's ryan reynolds yeah meanwhile Jessica Alba, Cam, as her name is, works with penguins, and she does her klutzy thing and falls into a pool, chipping her tooth, partially because of her brother, not Jimmy Fallon. Chuck goes on a date with a girl who just jumps him as soon as he gets into the car, and she gives him the lowdown. He's supposed to be a lucky charm, and any girl that has sex with him will find their true love immediately afterwards. But before they have sex, Cam calls him and asks him if he can do an emergency dentist appointment, and he agrees. So he fixes her tooth and they have some more conversation about penguins and Chuck's charity work. And then she winds up flinging sharp instruments into his back. I don't really know why he needed those for that appointment. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about the charity work. It never comes up again.
1: <laughs> 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 never. It, and it's like they really pointed out like, oh, yeah, I go to where does he like Haiti or he, he goes to a village that's uh, not well off. Yeah. And he, he helps the children there, which is really nice. It's very sweet. And you would think that this would play some role later in the movie. Like, oh, you know, things didn't work out with Jessica Alba. I'm going to go to, again, I'm I'm going to go to Haiti and help the kids there. And that's where we find him later. Nope, it's never brought I, up again.
0: I think it's trying to show him that he's the opposite of Stu. Is sure. what I think it's trying to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really to show that he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yep. But, again, it's really, that's something that's kind of,
2: you would think is important. Nope. (laughs) No, it's definitely not.
0: Service level writing. Yeah.
2: So he asks to take her to dinner, and then she turns him down. Then she leaves, and then she comes back immediately because her car won't start. So he gives her a jump, and then she'll electrocutes him because she doesn't listen to him. And then she locks her keys in the car. So he has to drive her home. And this is a long sequence of events. It turns out that she left her house key in the car too. So she winds up having to break her own window. Eventually he brings her back to her car and she, her her skirt gets closed in the car door. So it rips off her skirt. And then she still will not have dinner with him. So Charlie goes home and his receptionist has been waiting for him and at his apartment and rapes him. Yeah, the next...
0: Yeah, there's no other shorter way to explain that
2: Yeah, he relents, but yeah. he he never really wants to So,
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> And
2: the next day, Chuck and Stu just kind of hang out at the park As the only two single guys there among a bunch of families Which I just found odd <laughs> And throwing a frisbee back and forth Yeah, Stu explains to Chuck that regardless of whether or not Chuck is a lucky charm This means that Chuck now has access
0: to a whole bunch of quote-unquote trim. Question, because it just popped in my head. If they would have been throwing a football, would this have been like the room?
2: <laughs> that'd have been great.
1: I'm like, <laughs> well, they're not. They're part. not in tuxes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're not in formal wear. That would have been like, like you kind of transcend it there, right? right? You could throw the frisbee around, but you have
2: to be in like some sort of formal wear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then we get a really long montage of fucking which is basically the same montage from Wedding Crashers. And it winds up transphobic out of nowhere at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, the the uh, My only thought in this uh, entire sequence was, did they shoot this all in a day or two, or did Dane Cook make them stretch it out over a week? So <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just kept messing it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think we need a couple more girls. I don't think we got enough for the montage. Yeah.
1: Now, another question. How many, because there's no real, they don't show the, the uh, length of time that's going on here. In a day, how much is Chuck helping out these women?
2: Mm, I'm going to say anywhere between, I'm going to say on like a weekend, he's probably doing six to a day. Okay, that's not a lot of time for turnaround. That is a lot, though. Right? Yeah. Or is he going to their
1: place, or are they going to his place? It's not—it's it, not really specified, right? Yeah, let's cap it at four. How about? Yeah, because there's yeah. a lot of time for traveling, cleaning up, the yeah.
2: refractory period. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, and he's the 35. Let's be—let's be honest. He's 35 yeah. in this movie. You know, he's not—he's not 18. Right. Yeah, he can't just
1: keep going and going and going. He's not the yeah. Energizer Bunny, really. Yeah.
0: Right. The, uh, or the impromptu ones with police officers to pull him over.
1: Right. Yeah, you have to leave time for the impromptu sex sessions. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. You are at the grocery store. All of a sudden, you're getting a handy or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it, it for Chuck, it's just happening. It's al- It almost feels like a constant. Right. At one yeah. time, it's just like that, that Futurama episode where
2: the soul is willing, but the flesh is weak. Right. Yeah, it's like there got to be a point where he's just like, you know what? I really, I'm not in the mood to have sex for the rest of the day. Right. He has to work. Yeah. So, it, like, he's getting again. He's borderline no sleep. Probably. I'm, yeah. I'm assuming he's having sex once, thir- once a day during the week. hmm And he's turning it on during the weekend. And this, I feel like it spans months. Then that this is happening, right?
1: Uh, I would say maybe a month. Maybe a month. Maybe a month. Yeah. Okay. Three or four weeks, I would say. OK, I think that seems fair, because in that montage, they just there's a ridiculous amount of women that they show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if we if we're capping it at one a day, yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at a month or two.
2: Yeah, I mean, he is a he's a dentist, so he's probably, you know, he's probably working 10, 10 hour days. Yeah.
1: 10, yeah, 12 and, hours
2: and weekends, possibly. Right. Yeah. Emergency well, calls. Little, yeah, sure.
1: He he should have set up a system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he the, dentist had... system, <laughs> <said>. <laughs> the dentist system, yes. Yeah. Uh He should have had his secretary kind of like, you know, keep my women in in check here. Like, all right, you have a you have an appointment at this time and this time. That would have been fun to see instead right, of it just she, being an all bank. in on it
2: too. She knows exactly. It's not like it's not like he's got to keep it secret from her. It was like right. you know what the deal is, lady. Yeah.
1: So it's essentially like, all right, I'll help you here, but at the same time, you have to help me. Yeah,
2: I think Be that's it's like fair. his personal assistant.
1: Right. Imagine like these women just
2: coming to his house and the the receptionist is there too. Like I saw you (laughs) earlier. So Stu and Chuck hang out and Chuck tells him that all the sex has become unfulfilling and meanwhile Stu tells him that he fucked a grapefruit. So (laughs) I'm not laughing at the scene. I'm laughing at the way you delivered it.
0: (laughs) You had to find a way to one up a pie. Yeah, that's a good point, Mark.
2: That's right. We'll show those guys. (laughs) So Chuck sees some penguins on TV, so he decides to go talk to Cam. And we get a long scene of him trying to convince her to go out with him, and eventually she relents. And they go out on a date, and there's more fucking talking about penguins. (laughs) Afterwards, Chuck tells Stu that he's basically giving up this charm deal in order to date Cam, and Stu shows off his Pamela Anderson implants he bought at auction, because Stu is reprehensible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He's so over the top with it, man. It's
1: I wish they gave it, like, scenes to breathe with yeah. how terrible he is. Yeah. Because you could always, like, all right, he's terrible, but you only see him every so often. That's yeah. fine. But he's in a large portion of this movie.
2: Yeah. This movie this movie is essentially Shallow Hal, and he's essentially mm-hmm. the Jason Alexander character. Yes. And That's the a good problem point. with both of these movies, those guys both get what are essentially happy happy endings at the movie at the end right. i don't mean that as a euphemism um that are unearned neither of them deserve happiness <laughs> no yes. yeah they're both really bad people um And then cam and chuck go on another date and they go back to her place start making out and moves to the bedroom but then Stu calls to tell chuck that he's done research and he says that every girl chuck has ever slept with is now married the very next guy that they've met so chuck afraid that he's going to have sex with Cam and then she's going to find somebody else. He leaves and hopes to undo the curse before he sleeps with her. So Chuck and Stu set out to test the curse by having Chuck sleep with the most reprehensible person they could find. Some stereotypically large woman by the name of Eleanor who is, uh, uh has a terrible personality too to go with it. And God, the less I say about the sequence of events, the better. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that, again, that was uh, 2000s comedy right there. Yep. And then Cam is at work. Said that Chuck hasn't called, and she's sad about it. And then he calls, saying he's been sick. So then we get another montage of Chuck and Cam falling in love, all while social distancing because Chuck is still pretending he's sick. And Stu buys another grapefruit to fuck. Which brought my question to this. Was What was the, to- the sex toy situation in 2007, where Fleshlight's not invented yet? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good question.
0: I would think that if they were, he would have multiples of them. Yeah. Right,
1: because he had more than enough money.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, Stu is loaded. If he's a yeah. plastic surgeon yeah. in oh, L.A. Yeah. of all places, yeah, he's probably uh, really a millionaire, right? Yeah, he's making seven
1: figure a year. Okay, yeah. So, mean they at least had the blow up dolls, right? We but probably not like sure. the real
2: dolls. Right? No,
1: yeah, we, we don't have the futuristic ones now. Yeah, but uh, it's better than a. Oh, I don't. I, I'm not sure. I don't want
2: to give myself away here. <laughs>
0: right <laughs> a grapefruit wasn't your fruit of choice is what you're saying yeah. you'll, no you'll have to read you'll have choice. to read
2: you'll have to read dan's vice article about what's better to stick your dick in a grapefruit <laughs> or a fleshlight it's my honeydews
0: and cantaloupes a man's journey <laughs> right.
2: underrated Honeydew's the
1: money melon man <laughs> everyone knows that <laughs> splurge and buy two Haha, <laughs> 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 we caught you dan <laughs> <laughs> i gave myself away it was only a matter of
2: time really i've always tiptoed around it <laughs>
1: uh,
2: the, mo- the montage ends and chuck chuck six stew on the reprehensible chick that he fucked in order to see if the charm works
0: and then chuck and cam talk on the phone
2: while they're both in tubs which is it's weird to me when people are in tubs
0: did stew and chuck scene um they did the stupid thing of pulling the friend card Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which made me roll my that. eyes really hard.
1: Yeah, they, they mime actually pulling the card, the card out.
0: Yeah. So,
2: and I just think it's really weird that people are in tubs. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then she initiates phone sex and sends him a naked picture, which was probably like 200 pixels at best. <laughs>
0: yeah, on that flip phone. That <laughs> oh, had... but those
1: things were gold when you got them. <laughs> I'll tell you, those things were that was like the pinnacle <laughs> that was so phones. futuristic yeah uh, it's i was a fan <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. Wasted those minutes and all that Just like, <laughs> if only if only i could go back and tell and tell my dad what was happening you know because i would always get in trouble if you if you received pictures or text messages you know they didn't have the plans that we do now yeah, that, that was a lot. You got in a lot of trouble for receiving and sending text messages.
0: I, I just have a vivid memory of being at a party at Penn State and I still had my Nokia brick phone thing in like 03 and 04 and a guy next to us just yelling about being able to see naked chicks on his phone, whatever phone <laughs> he had. I think he might have had like the Razor Sidekick or something, the first one that <laughs> photos and he's just like dude look look i got titties on my phone <laughs> and uh, i'm like oh who would want photos on their phone that's probably a really small screen <laughs> man <laughs> little did we know uh
1: and that's what really drives technology yep <laughs> what's oh, it is, the yeah. best way we could view
2: boobies on the? <laughs> that's that's why iPhones started to get bigger again <laughs> yeah. yeah we needed better quality anyone who tells you differently is lying Okay. guys a little tip: When a girl sends you a naked picture, keep that to yourself. That's that's the gentlemanly thing to do. Yeah, you don't, don't put it share. in your iCloud. Don't share it with anybody else that yeah. she didn't send it for. That's, a, that's a Don't take yeah. that's a bar stool move if yeah, you show it to your absolutely. boys. Absolutely. Yeah. And women, and girls don't trust guys because guys no. are awful. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're bad. Yeah, we are. We are the epitome of the worst. This has been your life pro tip of the day. Yeah. Now back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but then stu calls and said that he fucked the reprehensible chick and that he's not marrying her so it doesn't look like the charm is actually real so chuck is in the clear to go fuck cam and they do and she might be sexually attracted to penguins oh the, she's 100 percent attracted to penguins right we find out yeah.
0: at the end yeah oh
2: god the worst mid-credit seek ever yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, but in in the morning, Chuck watches Cam sleep, then goes to make her coffee, and he sees a news report that has that reprehensible chick in love with some other guy. So he calls Stu, and Stu admits that he didn't have sex with her, because he didn't want to risk it. And rightfully so. Like yeah. This the, is the only good decision Stu makes. The, yeah. <laughs> that scene actually made me
1: chuckle a little bit, because of how like, nonchalant Stu is when he's talking on the phone. Like, oh god, why would I have done that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because okay. that's that's overextending the friend card like oh but yeah please fall in love like have sex with her so that you have to marry this girl all right i do i need you to fall on this sword for me bud that's not that, what real friends do and she has no redeeming qualities whatsoever
1: no none if, if one of you guys asked me to do that i would just beat the shit out of you <laughs> <laughs> dan i need you to go like date that that woman you know, and just
2: swift uppercut coming her way <laughs> And then Chuck goes out to the deep end, becoming the clingiest person of all time. He keeps calling her, buys her an unhealthy amount of flowers and balloons and a barbershop quartet. Eventually, he jumps out of a big present dressed as a penguin, and she tells him to leave. After work, he surprises her in her car, and she asks him to leave immediately. Chuck goes to work the next day, and Stu is pretending to be Chuck in order to have sex with one of the patients. So that's fun. <laughs> uh. it's, well, it's illegal. It <laughs> well, yes, it is. That's another rape scene. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, Revenge of the Nerd style. Stu tells Chuck that he has to let her go. He's got to let, let Cam go. So he does the exact opposite and goes to her work with intentions to the propose. And winds up attacking a penguin expert by the name of what he thinks is George. And he tries to go talk to Cam and falls into the penguin pool and gets bit in the dick. So while he's getting arrested, he finds out the big date with George he saw on her calendar, which isn't something I mentioned because it's who cares, was a hair appointment that she had. And wasn't the guy at the at the uh, penguin exhibit?
1: So all right, so we know the whole point is that when Chuck sleeps with a woman, the next person they date is going to marry them, right? Why can't that, he just date her? I don't know. Right? Like like all right, he sleeps with her and he goes immediately. Hey, listen, I really like you. I think we
2: should, you know, be a thing. Yep. Doesn't that does that circumvent the curse? I would think so because the girl on the beach, I think they were together for long enough time for her to say that she was that she loved him right yes and then he so fucked he it threw up that cause, away yeah because he's a child and you know uh, the the whole trope of i can't say i love you because i have <laughs> commitment issues
1: which is it's not true. really explored yeah outside of that first woman right nope so no one grows here that's always good <laughs> yeah that's the important
2: message yeah <laughs> It was all just one big waste of time. Right. It's an ending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, in a depressive state, Chuck realizes that he has to find the girl that put a hex on him to reverse it. And then he walks in on Stew fucking a grapefruit once again with a grapefruit. And yeah, then, and, and
0: his only response is, "Can a man masturbate in his own home?"
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is a valid it's
2: question. It's fair. Yeah. It is fair. Yeah, he <laughs> just walks in. He is not. He's not given permission to enter the the domicile. Right. He's not given the. Uh... He's not given the heads up text, hey, I'm outside. Yeah. I mean, we're not here to kink shame stew. They just lean on it a lot the grapefruit. We see him buying a grapefruit, we see him like decoring a grapefruit. It's like, we get it. He fucks grapefruits. Yes, he's a fan. Yeah. And then Cam starts feeling bad about how it went with Chuck. And sort of gets victim blamed by her brother because she didn't want to be around a super possessive person that may have worn her skin. Um, Chuck finds Anisha, the goth girl's house. She's now a normal looking mom with a husband. She makes him realize that there was no Hex in reality. He decides that he has to set Cam free. So Chuck goes home and sets up a date between Cam and the handsome penguin expert Howard that she said that she was going to meet at a conference. And they seem to hit it off. Chuck is sad and spends all day playing Xbox. Stu comes over and tells him that he's engaged, and it was one of the girls that Chuck had sex with that was self-conscious about her chest. It turns out she has three breasts, meaning she's perfect for Stu. The one character that does not deserve a happy ending. Absolutely. And they also tell Chuck that Cam is going to Antarctica with a penguin expert, so we have a mad dash to the airport scene. He pays for two class, first class tickets for, for like twenty thousand dollars, and he deals with nonsense at security. And then he gets on the plane, but it's not the right one, so he has to go to the other one. And he has a long speech about getting back together. Turns out Howard, the penguin expert, has a wife the whole time. And he gives her a pebble because penguins, again, with these fucking penguins. And then they kiss on the plane. And it turns out the goth chick was actually a real witch that put a hex on him this whole time. And she decides to de-hex his um, voodoo doll that she had of him. And then we flash forward to one year later and they're still together in in Antarctica where they make out in front of penguins and their tongues stick together. And then that's the end. And then we get the worst mid credit scene ever where the three boob chick and Stu watch a video of Chuck pretending he's going down on a stuffed animal penguin. And then credits. This, I hated this, this movie. Is
0: it is this one of the uh, first movies that um, uh, showed the act of eating ass in a movie?
1: Analingus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least on a plush toy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The whole point of that mid credits thing should have been to just show the three boobs. Yeah, because they, they didn't
1: show that.
2: They did. They did.
1: Oh,
0: in, they did. in the mid credits scene, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. They saved that for the mid credit scene.
0: Yeah, Marvel. That should have been the whole point of that. The whole the whole video thing, in my opinion, in the would have made it better section of that thing would have just been if it was like some kind of wholesome video. Like, not, not anything sexual at all. Yeah. That would have been even worse for Stu.
1: Right, because then it turns him off. Yeah. yeah. Are you in the mood? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, because they're both terrible people.
0: Oh, yep. man, they're just talking about penguins in this video. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, uh, as Anne said, this movie is god-awful. Um, it it has no redeeming qualities at all, and that that's a lot coming from me for those of you that have listened to this podcast before. There's, yeah, it's it's you know.
1: uninteresting. It it says nothing. Yeah. Outside right. of there's, the
0: fact that Jessica Alba looks pretty good in this movie, there sure. is zero redeemable qualities. Um, And like I said, I think they hit every phobic. You know, there's the transphobic. There's fat phobic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know. I don't um, think
1: there's homophobic. Yeah. Oh, we get the F-bomb. We get oh, the F-bomb. Yes, that's yep. true. Yes.
0: Yep, yep. It, it hits just about everything. In the um,
1: park, I think he says it, right? No, no.
2: Uh, I, I think it it's the, theme, uh, at the office. Yeah, when he okay. says it,
0: you know, not going to. I don't know if it's when he says he's not going to have sex with people because of the good luck charm or, or that he's going to hold out for Cam or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons. Of, of course, Stu drops it. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a movie that felt like it felt like a combination of trying to be um what. Uh, or i should say trying too hard to be what they thought the culture wanted at that point um or maybe that's just a uh, looking back on it because it seemed like all the the jokes and the the forced little slapstick comedy moments were all forced and not as much of a part of it i'm sure if we go back and watch some apatow movies we'll see some of the same things um but those felt like they weren't like a bunch of people that didn't know how to write comedy, just sitting in a room going, "All right, well, we saw this in that one movie. Why don't he uh, uh he hits an old lady with the frisbee and she takes the frisbee away? Ah, oh, that's funny, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like sort of like you know, dumb stuff like that, or or the stew character is just reprehensible. That's funny, mm-hmm. you know. It, it just you can't we would have to have a whole nother podcast and completely rewrite this movie to try to do a how to make this better.
2: Yeah, I think the difference between Judd Apatow movies and this, even if you go back and see Knocked Up or 40 year old virgin, if there are things that are some sort of questionable, those are always in the part of the movie before the character learns a lesson. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like Seth Rogen and in 40 and in, in Knocked Up. He's you know, he's maybe he's not like homophobic or anything like that, but he's, he's a loser. He's a loser, so eventually he learns to pick himself out of his loserdom and you know put gets his shit together. He's probably a little misogynistic, to be honest with sure. you. I haven't seen knocked up in a long time, but probably. Um, but that's the po- that's what uh, happens when someone writes comedy well or writes a, a, a script that has character arcs. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they might be shitty in the beginning, but then they turn it around and they are people that you wind up rooting for. This movie is there's no one worth rooting for in this. No, not even Jessica Alba. No, and like, yeah, she's cute, but like, is she in this movie? Is it like when they say, well, what's the sexiest movie character of all time? It's not this. Like, if anything, her character in Sin City would probably be a hundred times picked before this. Yeah, well, and because she's mysterious,
1: you don't really know much about her. She's a dancer. Yeah, but she's the affection of everybody in that city. Everyone loves this chick. Yeah. Uh, so you want to learn more about her. Here, you you learn she's clumsy. And, and she like, likes Penguin. And that's really it. You know, it's that's not a good character trait. Yeah. That's, that doesn't really flesh you out. You know, you could be clumsy and be something completely different. You you know, you could also be a genius. You could be good at sports. It, just like, anything that helps you build as a character. Yeah, th- this movie just, to me, I think they were just trying to make a raunchy comedy. Uh, and they were trying to capitalize on... Uh, Dane Cook's stardom or uh, rising stardom at that point mm-hmm. and he, again he's just he wasn't meant to be and that's okay if people fizzle out you know it's it is what it is but the it's a product of its time and it's not that long ago that this happened so we can kind of kind of look back and be like Ugh, I can't believe that people allowed this so it, it could be used as a cautionary tale when writing but In order to make it better, uh, I would probably switch it around a little bit. I would make Chuck gross. He would be an ugly dude where no one wants to sleep with him. (laughs) But he has his power. And he has his power. And it's kind of like, well, does Jessica, maybe Jessica Alba is like the villain sort of, you know, she, she so badly wants to meet someone like, oh, well, I got to bang Chuck. He's gross. Like you can make Chuck like uh, Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Uh, or like we said before, you can make it into a horror, right? Where, uh, Chuck kind of goes off on this, uh, this killing spree where no one knows who he is. And then like the twist at the end was, oh, you know, Chuck was the guy everyone made fun of in high school. Like he changed his name or whatever. I don't know. His, His real name is like Mike, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's, and it's, it turns out to be this final destination. Like everyone he sleeps with dies a gruesome death that would be because you don't, no one has to learn anything in a horror movie. Really? <laughs> That's true. Right. <laughs> and no one has to grow as a character. It's just, you have to survive. Sure. Um, and yeah, like, maybe there, what, there was a hex that was put on him, almost like Pumpkinhead. Uh, <laughs> and like they, the, the goal is they have to find the witch who put the hex on Charlie. <laughs> I would love <laughs> it. This movie started at Lance Henriksen. And <laughs> <How Holly. great. laughs> That'd be so great. So yeah. Like, He didn't, uh, Chuck didn't bang the witch or whatever, and the hex was put on him, and he was made fun of in high school, so he's just getting his revenge on all of these, you know, you have the cheerleader, you have the, uh, you could have a a jock in there, the popular girl, just like any random uh, trope that's in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, he works his way down, and I I think that would be pretty interesting at the very, it may not be good, but it'd be (laughs) a hell of a lot more interesting than this. Yeah, yeah. And you could kill off Stu for no reason. Stu gets hit by a
2: bus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Decapitation. Uh-oh. The worst thing that you could think of happening to Stu. Well, the worst thing would be him his junk getting cut off. Sure. Would yeah, be the worst thing for Stu. In a juicer. Juice. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Oh, boy. <laughs> or, I just put two and two together. Well, what aunt, about that? That's the, pretty uh... good.
1: <laughs> like he, he's still in the um in his profession right he's a plastic surgeon maybe he gets gored with some of his tools or something like that like he gets his eye gouged out i don't know what they use there in uh in the uh the office but
2: i'm assuming they're scalpels
1: right
0: uh, okay.
2: yeah probably yeah yeah or like or what about he he gets his dick stuck in a grapefruit and he's like oh this juicer here is i put the grapefruit in the juicer it loosens up the grapefruit and then i'll be able to slide my dick out and it goes too far like like you know if you get your tie caught in like a <laughs> right. a, a paper just sucks shredder. him in <laughs> and it just sucks, sucks him in from the dick first
1: yeah that would be pretty good and then he just dies of shock yeah i <laughs> like it
2: <laughs> all right you guys want to plug your shit yeah sure, sure. Uh, go ahead mark
0: um, I just want to go first just because uh, we do, um, you know, actually have uh, Stranger Damies stuff um, that's been hot and heavy going here. So um, if you've made it through this episode um, and haven't jumped off at any point, um, we are in the middle of getting ready for Campaign 2 for Stranger Damies. Um, we should be in the middle of the uh, character arcs by now. Um, you know, you guys talk about your um, the characters you created for it. I had done my world introduction. Um, so we are getting ready. Uh, March 3rd will be the first episode um, of Stranger Damies on the podcast feed, but you can watch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash um, for uh, streaming the entire session. Uh, so if you are a binge watcher, that would probably be the location to go and do that because um, the rest of the episodes will be uh, parsed out um, in roughly one hour chunks like before. Um, Instagram and Twitter is at Stranger Damies. That's where any updates and artwork um, will be found. Um, And then we have the Game Vault pod, um, uh, which airs every other Monday. And um, they graciously uh, let us use their their Twitch channel for uh, Stranger Damies. So be sure to uh, follow us there Um, so you can watch us stream um, on Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then at least two days over the weekend. Um, And yeah, yeah, just... uh, as always, uh, keep an eye on our Twitter accounts for um, both of those for any scheduling updates or um, you know any any new information dropping.
2: Jen, uh,
1: uh, yeah, for me, just real simple at the Aquino 122 on Twitter uh, at Stranger Damies. We just hit 1500 followers. We did. Nice. It. We made it. We're <laughs> uh, we're in the the pros now, right? Where's mm-hmm. our checkmark? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, at Stranger Damies on Twitter and Instagram. Come say hi. Uh, we talk about more
2: than just D and D there, so uh, we're welcome to talk about whatever you guys like. Okay, and this is They Called Us a Movie. You can find us everywhere you get your podcast, just by searching They Call Us a Movie. But you could find us especially on Spreaker. Uh, we're the main That is our main website where we post this as well as the Game Vault podcast, as well Stranger Damies, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's the Main Damy. Dot com and on all socials just by searching the Main Dame-y. We're also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com and wherever you get your podcasts and on all socials just by searching for Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows on there besides us, Top 10 with Tia, a Nerd, uh, and a whole bunch of other great shows. There's a Knicks show. I think there's a hockey show now. A bunch of great shows. If you're into geek stuff and some sports stuff too, there's probably a show for you. They are covering, sorry to interrupt, they are covering
1: uh, WandaVision, and I'm assuming that will probably continue into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. So uh, they do that live, that's every
2: Saturday. Gotcha. On the YouTube channel. Just just look for Geek Vibes Nation, you can find them on YouTube as well. And that's going to wrap it up. This has been Good Luck Chuck. The director of Good Luck Chuck was Mark Helfrich, so... For Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling Mark Helfrick, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you?